And so that's our lens. And that's how I think we're really different is we take that lens and we think about how that applies to all aspects of your of the e-commerce company's business. How does it apply to the experience you give people from the ads through the landing pages to the product selection? How does it apply to what areas you target? How does it apply to your segmentation of your audience, right? And that, and that's how we go. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, I hope you're having a great day. This is a super fun episode. We have Brian here. He is from Zinc, and it is a software company that not only understands the data that you have for your customers, like, you know, like basically, quote unquote, everybody else, where there's like all this inside information of what's going on in your business, but this software company, Zinc, is very valuable, something that I have not ever seen before that really breaks apart like the individual data points that you need in your business to make better decisions. So let's go ahead and just talk about this. So there's going to be three main things you're going to get from this episode. Number one, how to figure out which customers are actually profitable for you. And no, not every customer is actually worth the same amounts. It's really cool the way he breaks this down. Number two, why lifetime value of your customer is crucial for business growth. And number three, how to focus on growth and profit for your business long-term. How can you actually do both? Focus on growth and profit. Usually somebody says you need to focus on growth first and then profit or then profit and then growth. But he's talking about how can you do both at the exact same time. Super exciting episode. Enjoy. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Aaron, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I say us because typically my business partner's on here. He just had a, a baby, so he's on like daddy duty right now. But so you get just me. Well, that's super exciting for him. First or second? It's his first. Oh, so wow. Huge transformation. It is. It definitely is. Um, all right. Well, I'm super excited. We we will maybe babies have something to do with, with software. I, I don't I don't think so, but maybe they do. Um, <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's a there's a lot of our business coaches talk about it. Actually, there's a lot that has to do with like raising a child and growing a business that are very very similar. Yeah, there definitely some similarities. I'm on the other end of that, and when she gets it, they're still raising them even when they're adults. Oh, gotcha. So you're on the adult child side of things. Yes. Hey, at least they can talk to you. I don't know if that's you know as good or not, but they can talk back to you, which is good, I guess. Yep. Uh, um, okay. So speaking of things that cannot talk back to us, or at least can't give us, um, as verbal confirmation anyway, give us a lot more, uh, I guess, written side of things. So Zinc is the company that you're representing, um, from what I understand. And I really just want to dive into analytics. So a lot of people kind of, and I want to preface this with like their eyes kind of like glaze over cause they don't know what numbers to pay attention to, what numbers to look at, right? They're so busy trying to grow into business. And so I want to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and what makes you different, right? Cause I think even one of the things when I was looking at it is like, you know, quote unquote, or nobody can see this visually right now, but I'm doing like air quotes here. Like, you know, all analytics are the same or all analytic companies are the same. So, um, I just want to throw it to you. What is what is different about Zinc than other analytic companies out there specifically to like the e-com direct-to-consumer type of space? So we come out of a data science side quite a bit. 
And what we really focus on is what we call customer analytics, which means giving brands insights into their customers at an individual level. A lot of companies provide really important reporting, right? We also provide reporting, but I think we differentiate on the customer analytics side. And it's the lens through which we um, provide actionable, actionable insights against for all the e-commerce companies. And there are a lot of ways you could think about this, but the primary thing we're focused on right now is individual customer value and individual customer cost and churn. You know, it's kind of the, it's an upgrade essentially of the recency frequency monetary value analysis you might do on your retention kinds of studies for email, right? But it's a much more actionable number because it tells you like, what is this customer actually worth to me uh, in the future? And and it's, uh, sorry, I don't want to cut you off there. It's like, uh, it can predict, but also give me the numbers as of today or how exactly? Yeah. So what we do, uh, and this is where I think we distinguish ourselves. So like many companies, we pull in, um, the data that helped to run the e-commerce company on the sales and marketing side, right? We're pulling in the advertising data. Um, we have deep, 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 deep experience with Facebook. Uh, and other channels. And then we're pulling in your sales data, right? And we're attaching the two with a first party cookie so that, and a first party pixel, so we can attribute sales back to particular channels, but we don't worry as much about the attribution. We worry more about the CAC. So what okay, we're okay. doing is figuring out um, in what is a customer that has bought from you worth today? What is the likelihood they're gonna buy in the next three months, six months, 12 months, right? What's that cadence? And different customers are different, right? I mean, if you're a uh, product that gets reconsumed, you might have a person who used that product a lot. And for them, they buy it every single month. And if they're now six, seven weeks out without having bought it again, they're likely, they're starting to, the likelihood that they're gonna churn has gone up, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But another customer who buys from you once a quarter, right? That's six weeks, like, well, that's normal. So we have a data science technique that looks across all the data uh, and builds models for each individual customer and says, what is, what is their pattern of buying? What are they likely to, when are they likely to buy from you again? Right. Are they likely mm -hmm. to buy from you again? And if they do buy from you again, what are they worth? Um, so that's your churn, that's your value. And then using the advertising data and the first party pixel, we can figure out, okay, I can do the finance thing. I can say I spent $100,000 in January and I had 1,000 new customers. So my CAC is 100 bucks. I want to go, before we get too much further, I want to get, for, the, for those who do not know, what, when you're saying CAC, what, what exactly does that mean to, for them? Right. So let's talk about how people compute CAC today and the difference between what we do and what you do, that you could do yourself or what you can do with finance or what a lot of reporting platforms do. So basic understanding of CAC or customer acquisition cost is really important for running your business, right? Everybody should know what their CAC is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the most fundamental way of computing CAC and the way you really should be able to do, everybody should be able to do is you look at all your campaigns, you look at all the marketing activities you're running and you say, which of these are acquisition marketing marketing efforts, right? And if you've been careful and you've segmented your accounts or your campaigns, between acquisition and retention, and you've blocked people who have already bought from you from campaigns that are acquisition, then you have some nice clean campaigns that are saying, well, okay, how much did I spend? So how much did I spend in January? Let's suppose I spent 
or let's take August. August is closing out right now. Let's suppose I spent $100,000 on acquisition campaigns in August. And then I look at my customers, not my number of orders, the number of customers buying, but the number of customers who bought from me for the very first time, mm-hmm. right? And never bought from me before August. And let's suppose that's a thousand, right? So um, you spent a hundred thousand dollars. You've got a thousand new customers. You have a CAC of a hundred dollars. You divide the two numbers. Now that's what everybody should be able to do. That's what a lot of reporting platforms do. We do that too. But the problem with that number is um, you can track it month over month and you can decide, am I getting better? Am I getting worse? Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. May, maybe you split your campaigns into two different acquisition campaigns. And you're very, very careful about it. And you can run an AB test and see what, which CAC has, which one of them has a better CAC. Um, but it's not very actionable except for telling you the direction of the business and whether you're going to make money or whether you're going to run out of cash. Mm-hmm. Right. What we do is we say, all right, well, that's the right number. That has to be the number on average. But what you really want to do is you want to say of those thousand people who bought a ton of other people came in on those campaigns who never bought from you mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. and are not likely to ever buy from you. Right. Cause there's like something called censoring at the very end of August, but we deal with that. Um, so all the costs for the people who didn't buy from you, you have to be assigned to the people who did buy from you. And you want to do that in a way that maintains the like to like what we call the heterogeneity. Okay. Okay. Right. So people who look the same on the first party pixel. So the people who actually bought should suck, should their costs for the ones who didn't buy should be assigned to the ones who did buy. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we do that and we do that at a very, very fine grain. So that allows you to then say things like, what are the costs of people who first bought this product? What is the cost of people who come from Illinois? What are the costs of people who came in first on this campaign and then I test with this other campaign? Interesting. And most interestingly, the thing we're doing now is what happens now, you can't see my air quotes, but, (laughs) or my picture here, but imagine there's a, if you have a nice plot of cost of acquisition on the bottom versus value, right? Managing to the average, which is what people do, finance basically someone, CEO, finance, whatever says, in order to run this business, I need to have a cost of acquisition or a cost per act, a CPA, right? Mm-hmm, Can be called, mm-hmm. sometimes called CPA, of $20, right? And as long as my average CPA is $20, we're going to make money. So that's like managing this little tiny dot on that graph. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe you say, well, what I really want to do is track it month over month. And so I compute that month over month the way we just say, like, how are we making is things are getting better or worse? And then you're Aaron, you run an agency, they turn to you and they say, why are things getting better? Why are things getting worse? <laughs> you're like, well, we improved the creative. Oh, it's seasonality, right? We found mm-hmm. a new audience, right? All these sorts of answers. What we say is, well, you can do all that, but I can show you that there's this massive cloud. Some of your people are only costing you $5 to acquire and they're worth a hundred. Wow. Wow. Some of the people cost you $150 to acquire and they're worth 10. And you're just bleeding money having acquired those people. So, you know, what we are recommending is that you use this kind of analysis to then segment your advertising 
to segment the calculation to really bid on a return on ad spend model on all the advertising platforms, right? And to analyze, this is why I said we take a customer-centric viewpoint. If I tell you this information, I can then take this as a lens through which I look at creative, mm-hmm. I look at product placement, right? I look at first experience, right? And look at this ratio on an individual basis of CAC to CLV, the computer, the computed value and say, well, okay, what we want is a really high ratio. Like I would love to get everybody for five bucks and have them worth a hundred bucks. Right. 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 And, and if I can do that, if I can sort of look at like, well, okay, how did this affect the bad part of my distribution? How did it affect the good part of the distribution? Are there opportunities? The other thing I often see with companies is they've got some people that are worth like six times the average, right? Especially mm-hmm. in a repeat purchase company because they really love the product or they're reselling the product or they're using it with friends and it's a buyer's goal. Who knows, right? You have to investigate that, but they're not spending the money to get them because they're managing to the average. Someone said the CPA is 20 bucks. Well, okay. If you want the guys that are worth 300 bucks, you're gonna have to spend a hundred bucks. Right. 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 And so that's our lens. And that's how I think we're really different is we take that lens and we think about how that applies to all aspects of your of the e-commerce company's business. How does it apply to the experience you give people from the ads through the landing pages to the product selection? How does it apply to what areas you target? How does it apply to your segmentation of your audience? Right. And that, and that's how we go about thinking about this. Okay. So a lot of like uh, just a lot of eye-opening type of uh, information there. So I'm glad you broke it down the way that you did. It, whenever you have that information, right? How do you how do you begin to tell a platform that's like social media platform like Facebook or TikTok or whatever? How do you begin to tell them to find people that we know are already going to be a better cost per purchase or a better lifetime value? for us? Like, how does that work? So there are, th- there are two things that we're doing today and a third that we're looking at, which we're not sure will work, but I'm going to, I'll explain all three. Okay. Okay. So, so the first one is, I know who these people are. You do too. Once I tell you, right, because we have their email address, they bought from the company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's straightforward to create audiences on all these platforms and say, this audience is worth more. This audience is worth the middle. This audience is worth the least. Crucially, you can also say that this audience is really, really bad. <laughs> they may be worth a lot, but they cost a fortune to achieve, and I don't want them anymore. Right, so right. That gives you, you can just go create custom audiences. We can feed that information directly into the platforms, right? So an agency um, or the individual company who's using the technology can then use those to create lookalikes and see the increase in performance. Okay, okay. The second thing um, is all these platforms now provide a API level interface for mm-hmm. sending value. For companies that have um, multi-purchase, right? So it's not just subscription companies, but companies that usually have, they usually have a consumable, right? Some of those companies, the people will really love it. They buy the consumable a lot. The value you want to send is not the value of the purchase, it's the net value of the customer. And when I mean net value, I mean the future value that you're likely to see on some discounted rate, right? Because you really want to discount that against your cost of capital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you need to include your costs, 
what's it going to cost me to ship it? What's it cost going to me to make it? What's it going to cost me to hold it? Right. Right. And, and we, and what's, what are the likelihood of returns? You got to kind of take that all into account to compute value. Okay, okay. And we have, because we're sort of an enterprise class capability, right? Cause we worked with Thrasio for years for quite a while. And Thrasio is an enterprise class company. We have the ability to take in this data from the cost, from the cost company, any scale company in a form of a data feed, and then build that kind of model for them to say, this is the discounted value of that customer in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we can feed that directly to Facebook and Google. I haven't actually looked at TikTok, but I suspect you could do the same thing. So those are the two things we can do. Um, and then the third thing which we're looking at is, and here it's more of a decision process that we're still looking at. Um, sometimes the, those high CACs are caused by, you're basically advertising too much to people who don't really want to buy from you. Right. And you keep sending it to them because they haven't bought. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at whether we can provide companies a decision algorithm about whether they should continue to advertise to a particular individual. And it is possible to then, you know, basically through custom audiences to block the people on the platforms if you decide you don't want to advertise to them anymore. So the first one's like improved targeting. The second one is improved value. And the third one is basically saving money. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training. Wow. Okay. So there's how many, I guess, from this, how many different data points or what size of businesses actually can take advantage of this? Or, you know, what size does it it actually make sense for them? I mean, I'm sure every business needs to look at it from, you know, what are their cost for acquisition, but, or cost to acquire the customer or anything like that. But at what point does it start to make sense that, like, okay, we're, we can really use this basically? Right. So the analysis itself to understand where you are, right? We can do a lifetime value versus likelihood they're still going to buy. As long as you connect your Shopify, we'll just give you the answer. Right. And as long as you have a couple thousand customers, we can start giving you a reasonable number. Okay. You need, and you need to, if it's a highly seasonal product, right? You have to have gone through that season a couple of times. So if you're brand new, I only sell in the summer and I launched in June, that's going to be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that, and then if you attach our, you implement our pixel and let us use your advertising information, depending on your decision time, like how long does it take a buyer to buy, right? Is it an immediate buy? Is it going to be a three month buy? We'll need to collect some data and then we can give you the CAC, right? Mm. Um, so we can make this plot for anybody, right? Uh, and then you can use it as a lens through which you look at all of your activities. Now, whether or not you need enough people to segment them so that you can build audiences, right? So if you don't have a good spread, right? We'll, we'll basically tell you whether you have a spread pretty quickly. If you have a good spread and you have enough people to have multiple audiences on Facebook, 
and Google, and then you can take advantage of the first thing I said. Got it. Um, the second thing um, you everybody can take advantage of, right? But you have to be in that class of companies that has some set of people who buy the thing again. So right. if you're a pure one and done company, that's not going to help you. Only the audiences is really going to help you. Uh, plus the way of looking at it, right? Uh, against your creative, against your product, against your experience. Um, so I think that should give you some color. Yeah, it definitely does. And it, and I think it, it allows us to be able to make the decision on, yeah, what, what do we end up doing with it or how do we make better decisions? Not even just with our ads, but like, uh, is this a able to, so you put a pixel on there and I guess I can try to understand, but like, is there a way to also like you're connected to the Shopify store, like some way to like figure out with the email or SMS? Cause I'm just thinking too, like if I know the lifetime value of this customer or roughly the information about this customer and I know they haven't purchased in, you know, five or six weeks and I know they purchase every two or three weeks and it's been a couple more weeks, I can send them an email or I can send them a text message or I could get to run an ad on Facebook. Is there a way to integrate other areas outside of the advertising side of things too? Yeah. So on the messaging and retention, that one's really quite straightforward. Okay. Right. Um, so just a pure Shopify integration and we will give you back effectively. Um, we'll give you back the, an estimate of what the, each customer is worth. Right. Okay. Cause it's all, we're talking only about customers at that point, not just people who visited, but customers and whether they're likely still going to be a customer that that's that waiting. Is it a six week? Is it a three months right before that? Yeah, I should worry about this guy. Um, and then you can just divide it right into three segments. We recommend basically three groups, you know, you're very likely they're still a customer and they're worth a lot, mm-hmm. right? Those people are your advocates. You should be treating them as advocates. You should be reminding of the value of your product. You should be giving them things to, we would recommend you give them, you know, obviously you should do best in class email. We don't do that, right? Messages that are relevant to the buyer, but mm-hmm. that's your advocate group. You should be doing things around advocacy with them, in our opinion. Your middle group, which is like 30 to 70% still likely a customer, right? So they're 70% likely to turn, 30% likely to turn. Middle value, right? Those are the people you need to give an offer, okay? right? To get them to come back right? And then track the performance of that offer, obviously crafting the offer with best in class email, knowing what they bought in the past, knowing whether they'd be likely in a new op, you know, I'm not going to get into that. There's lots of great practices there. And then you have the ones less than 30%. Those are the people who have probably charmed, right? So you have to decide how many messages are you going to send them before you basically say, okay, we're done. I don't want to spam these people, right? Because I need to maintain high email quality. Um, so that, that you can do purely with the Shopify integration with our software. We can send the de- data directly back to Shopify. Uh, and then it can be used by any platform that can read the data from Shopify. It's basically an augmentation on the customer record. Or it can be sent to Clavio. Okay. I was, I was wondering if like Clavio. Okay. And then I'm just curious, like how does it know or estimate like the software? Like it's just an algorithm that was built basically saying, Jill down the street buys $300, you know, a month worth of clothing. She happened to spend $200 with you. So that it means that, you know, likely she would spend 300 with you if she loved your product enough. And so it's predicting like, okay, next month, if you can do enough here, you can get Jill to spend her extra hundred dollars 
at your store versus somebody else's. Is that how it would? Or? It is not looking across stores. Um, we may eventually do that, but we right now we protect the information of each store. So it's done purely on your own store. So it's looking at all the buyers and looking at the patterns of purchase and treating them as they, that they have a certain variation and they have a certain like propensity like each other, right? So who's like each other and what's the overall variation we're going to allow across the whole group. And then, it, and then it works to predict the revenue, the overall revenue for the business as best possible, right? Against all the comp, all the individuals, right? Got it. And it's quite accurate at that. Got it. Okay. Well, that uh, that makes that makes more sense. Yeah, and I did, I mean, yeah, I try to understand something that's all like technological based, but that's um, okay. So, what are like some we work with a lot of uh, clothing stores in general, but then just e-commerce, which clothing is obviously a high, you know, frequency purchase at that point. But what are like some best practices with using uh, this data or more? So I guess what would be, you know, what would somebody expect from using this type of software? Do you have any, like, I know you can't talk specifics about which companies, but like some examples of like any type of DTC brand that has used it. And then like maybe some results that they've had from that. I think it'd be insightful. Well, we're actually right now, um, running a number of trials. Oh, okay, cool. Right. So I'm not going to speak to specific results, but actually a clothing brand would be terrific, right? Because, in the clothing area, like you just said, it's a high repurchase, but it's, and it's got high value spread, mm-hmm. right? It probably also has very high CAC spread. Yeah. Right. And so it's going to fit this model very well because you're going to have some people that are super engaged on super products. They want to keep buying, right? You have to hit them correctly. You're going to have other ones who try it. They're like, well, I'm going to go to a different store, right? So they're in the middle bucket, Right. And then their other ones like, I just, I'm not, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're going to have that spread. And then you're going to have, since you have a probably large header, um, demographic and, and, um, demographic spread, right. You're going to have a big variation in CAC. Awesome. Well, that is very good to know. And then just so I, I was on this website and I just want to clarify here too, for people like audibly as well, like how does the the pricing work as far as like, cause it's based off of like seats. And so is that just mean, just to clarify, just the amount of users who have access to log into the software or is it like, yep. So there are two parts to our offer. Okay. Um, and the first one is we will give you straight up reporting and give you overall, uh, cohort based numbers against what we're talking about, um, on a seat basis. Right. So in a seat is just a person who has a login could be the agency it could be the company we encourage we're also built for um agencies to use with multiple clients okay right because our company comes out of an agency software background we delivered software to agencies for a long time prior to starting zinc um so basically you can flip between companies and look at the experience across the companies and have the same seat for the agency nice um and then you can share a report just by sending a URL to the company and they can have a seat to click on it. They see exactly what you're seeing. Right. So that's a per seat model. We want people to use it broadly. Um, and it's quite inexpensive on a per seat basis, basically $90 a seat per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the individual customer analytics, right. Will be an additional cost. It's not the lens, but the individual, like things I talked about with Facebook, Google, Clavio, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're currently planning on pricing on a gain share basis with agencies. Um, so the agencies can sell it through to different companies. Depending, basically, if we increase your profitability a lot, we expect to get some fraction of that. Got it. Okay. Um, and then is that rolled out now? Or is, I mean, we're talking in August of 2022. Is that rolled out now or planned to be rolled out? Or what does that look like? I know you said through trials right, right. now. So the, so the company launched publicly to or started recruiting uh, customers in June. So the per seat model is available today, right? We have people who've bought the per seat model, starting to use it. That's what Thrasio uses. Um, then the individual customer analytics is in trial. Got it. Okay. It, it and- works. It works today. We're offering a 30 day free send us your data. We'll give you a report and tell you what the opportunity is. Okay. Is this, um, is it all desktop based or like, um, I, I see a couple of screenshots on here. I was just trying to figure out like for a customer, like to just quickly look at their analytics, is it all, um, desktop or you guys plan to roll out something mobile or, or like a report? Currently, It is currently all desktop at the end of September. We will have mobile and tablet. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, because that's just just for me. Like, I'm just thinking of like, you know, we're doing the video. You can't really see too much, but eventually, maybe this will be le- released on YouTube. Who knows? But like, I just like to be able to see like, okay, this is what's going on for today, very quickly, uh, or we have to give an answer. And is that data done in real time or updated in real time? Um, we pull it every day across everything, and then your updates on the customer analytics are updated. Okay. We can uh, at the enterprise level do it hourly. Okay. So it's a little delayed on that part, but it's still better data. Even if you have to wait, like you're making the decision from what happened yesterday, basically is what. Right. From a customer analytics perspective, from when your lens is customer analytics, right. Um, except for the people who just arrived and you want to do behavioral things, which we're looking at. Um, it's actually, you actually want some history, right? So right. it's not going to change on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. What do you, I mean, what's kind of the the future here with that, right? Is, is be able to get in direct to consumer brands, give them the analytics that they need to run behind for the advertising. And I see on here that it has like Amazon and TikTok and Facebook and, you know, HubSpot connection and stuff and Klaviyo connections here. Is it eventually going to roll out to partner with other platforms outside of like the Google and Facebook, like you mentioned, into something like a TikTok? And- well, we support Google, Facebook, TikTok, Shopify, Amazon spend, Amazon advertising, we're adding Amazon sales. So it can be your single platform of choice for keeping track of all your sales and advertising spend. Nice. For all the companies that are multiple. And we actually have some really interesting analytics between them that help people understand how the mix of their advertising impacts their sales on multiple sales channels. Got it. Um, So our goal is to be a universal platform for optimization with a customer lens. Will that eventually, I know you said it wasn't as big of a deal, but will that eventually also help with the attribution too, or like figuring out where attribution is, or at least so the people, people have an idea, like I'm just thinking across platforms, like spend more money on TikTok or spend more money on Facebook and it'll give attribution per campaign as well. Yep. We will eventually add that. Um, it's kind of the, it's a variant of the way you do CAC, um, we currently offer last touch. We, off, we currently offer a couple of basic models for attribution, but a machine learning based model of attribution we're probably doing Q4. Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, it's, it's moving very quickly, right? Because sometimes I talk to people and they're like, yeah, that's a plan for, you know, 12 months from now. It's like, okay, well, that's, that's a little far, but we're, 
we're actually pretty dang close to fourth quarter right now. And, you know, depending on when this releases, like people are like, okay, fourth quarter is like now. So uh, very realistic there. Okay. And then you said the biggest way uh, here. Okay. So it's, I was looking at the site here. 30 day free trial. You guys will give the data. You guys will send over all the data and, and basically walk through everything for us for free at that point. Very cool. Okay. I'll link that up there. What am I, what am I missing here? Cause one of these things, right. It just seems very straightforward is like, you're going to tell me where, what my customer is likely to spend. So I can spend more money on that customer to make purchases. And then I can basically decide which platform eventually is actually going to generate the most sales. I don't know. I just, to me, I'm like, there must be something missing. Why has somebody not created this before? Or yeah, why? Because it just seems like a no-brainer at that point. I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm like, I got to be missing. Yeah, I mean, something. it's we come from a decade of data science and AI background in this space, so I think you know we just really are bringing a different lens to it uh, mm-hmm. by looking at this customer analytics model, and you can make just other decisions beyond marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Really, it can help inform, uh, depending on how you set things up, um, your product selection and your pricing. Yeah. Right. So, for example, one company we did the analysis for found that the product that actually produced the highest value for them in terms of future value was the least sold product. Wow. Right. And that, of course, has to do with the way they'd set up their marketing campaigns because they thought some other products were worth more. Right. Um, so it's, it's a more general lens to look at how you're thinking about your overall marketing writ, writ large um, strategy. Hmm. Added. So there may be a, we may do a, we may need to do a part two at the end of like fourth quarter, beginning 2023 or something like that, just to kind of see, cause I would love to see how people are using that. And then also, uh, I'll, I'll link this up in the show notes too, to just make sure that people get on there. And if you, uh, if you go and use the software, let us know too. But, uh, just as people start to use it, cause I think that will be a big part of this too, is like, okay, this software sounds amazing. So now like actionably, what can I do from a brand that's doing $200,000 a year, or a brand that's doing a million or $10 million per year? Like how were they able to, to increase sales or, or increase profitability? I think that's the biggest thing that you're providing here is not just top line revenue, but like how can I become more profitable still spending the same amount that I'm spending? Exactly. We're very focused on profitability and a lot of, I think brands these days, um, because of the change in the economy, the change in the overhang of inventory, Right, have become very focused on profit, mm-hmm. um, which is every company should be focused on profit growth. That's ultimately what drives value. Yeah, we can agree on that. Awesome. Well, I'll get everything linked into this. Brian, thank you so much. This was super valuable. I'm going to go check it out a lot more for myself and for the customers we're working with. So I appreciate the time and uh, we'll definitely be checking out the software. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. It's great talking to you. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at Bitbraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.